0: If you've been regularly attending, you know that we have been doing a prayer series called Abide, and last week was supposed to uh, be the last one. And uh, really it was, and we have all planned to uh, start a new sermon series this week, but just in what we've been hearing and some of the conversation that's been going on and how much God has been working in everyone's lives through this prayer series, we decided just to add on one more week and uh, postpone the starting of a new, very exciting series coming up, so you don't want to miss it and and gear up for the next uh, kind of bit of what God is doing in us. And we're so excited because God is really at work in us as a church, and so many testimonies and stories coming out uh, and, and what we're hearing. And uh, we're just going to uh, already finish the prayer series this week and then start next week. And what we're going to be doing tonight is, as we've been doing the About series, a number of questions have popped up around prayer. And we've heard people just going, but like, what about this and what about this? And I have this question and really just kind of try to distill all of that into maybe the top three most frequently asked questions around prayer. And what we're aware of is, Maybe you've asked all three. You've wondered about all three, but I'm sure at least one of them is something that affects you. You've thought about it. Uh, it's maybe concerned you in some way, even if it hasn't. Uh, if you're a believer who's engaged with uh, people in your life, I'm sure this is a question that someone you know will struggle with, and so you can equip yourself at least in how to uh, answer this question in, in some of your friends' lives. And so, what we're going to be doing tonight is maybe not uh, a normal preacher. What you Custom to, but just going to be talking through these three questions and kind of giving you an answer to them. If uh, if you have questions around prayer that are not answered tonight, uh, we are around afterwards that you can uh, grab some coffee and, and we can chat about uh, some questions, maybe unanswered questions that you have around prayer. And so that's what we're going to be diving into tonight. And so the first question uh, that is asked around prayer is this one. Why pray if God knows what we are going to pray about? Right, so why pray if God already knows what we're going to be praying about? Doesn't that just seem like an exercise in futility? God knows, so why do I need to pray? And uh, you know, this isn't maybe just kind of like a philosophical thing, You know, we have Jesus in Matthew chapter 6 talking about when you pray, and so he's encouraging us to pray, but then he also says, but don't worry, because your Father in heaven knows what you're going to ask before you even get there. So on one hand, Jesus is telling us to pray, but he also knows and tells us that God knows what we're going to pray even before uh, we ask it. And so there are a couple of reasons why, and we're going to go through those. I think maybe one of the first reasons is because Jesus says pray. And I think that is a very good reason, even though we know God uh, knows what we're going to ask. Jesus prayed, and he tells us to pray, and he models prayer. And so those are good reasons to still pray. But then there are a few others. And uh, the first one that, uh, if you're taking notes, and I encourage you to write down, is, is prayer moves us onto God's agenda we, uh, even though God knows what we're going to ask, I think some of the times uh, we don't know what we should be asking for. And even though we kind of think we know what we're asking, God knows uh, what we really need. And so a a big part of prayer is it moves us onto God's agenda. I had this uh, wonderful conversation um, with Edith, my two-year-old, where she came to me and she said, Dad, I'm thirsty, please can I have some Coke? Now, we hardly ever have Coke in the house, but uh, she was thirsty and she wanted Coke. And I said, "Um, my girl, we don't have Coke. How about some water? And uh, that was not the answer that she wanted um, from dad. And um, a a nice, uh, robust argument turned into a two-year-old tantrum, Um, but as a good father, I held my ground, and eventually came back with a little bit of a sob, Dad, please can I have some water? And I was like, yes, sure, my girl, and and I got it for her. So often we uh, think we know what we need. We think we know what we need to be asking for, Uh, but what a, a great place to be in that the Lord knows what we need even before we ask it. And that doesn't mean that we shouldn't pray. just mean prayer helps us, move us, uh, onto God's agenda, so that we are, and what's going to come through, is, is that we're more in line with Him when we're praying. And so part of what prayer does is moves us onto God's agenda, and prayer transforms us. It's another reason why we pray, is prayer transforms us. It's part of this whole Abide series that we've been doing, is it's been... Uh, equipping us to be spending more and more time uh, with the Lord and in his presence. And the incredible thing about that is the more we're spending time with Jesus, the more we're spending time in his word and and meditating on it and and praying through scripture as what we spoke about last week, we get transformed more and more into uh, the likeness of Christ. And that really is the goal for us is to be transformed into his likeness. And prayer does that. A really good reason why we still pray even though God knows what we're going to be praying is because one, it moves us onto God's agenda, two, it transforms us. And then to think through this uh, a little bit is God has ordained kind of prayer as one of the main ways that he works in and through us. Is for some reason prayer is the way that God works in and through us. Uh, those of you guys who are married, and if you remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, how much I likened a, a marriage relationship to prayer. If you are not on speaking terms with your spouse, do you feel more loved or less loved? You feel less loved. And if you're not on speaking terms with someone, if you're not engaging in that relationship, there is a disconnect between you and that person. But when you are communicating with them, when there is great uh, dialogue and, and conversation, there is a great connection, you feel uh, the value and the worth of that relationship. It is the same with prayer. He's just ordained that the way relationship happens, Jesus uh, spends so much time in prayer because uh, that's just the way God has ordained, that he communicates and he does his work with us. I love this quote uh, from a guy by the name of A.A. A. Hodge. Uh, quite a bit of a quote so I'm going to read it uh, together this is so so interesting I love what he says here so he says uh, does God know the day you'll die yes has he appointed that day yes can you do anything to change that day no then why do you eat to live what happens if you don't eat you die and then if you don't eat and die, then would that be the day that God has appointed for you to die? Quit asking stupid questions and just eat. Eating is the ordained way God has appointed for living. And prayer is the God-ordained plan for God's will to be done. So just pray. And we can kind of get uh, caught up in all of these questions around praying and I'm saying like, well, if God knows and why do I do this and does God hear me and all of these kinds of things. But just there's this mystery in prayer. That that is what God has set up for us to engage with him in relationship. Isn't that just so incredible? That if there's ever reason and more motivation for us to abide in the Lord with prayer. I mean this is it. It's the way that God, it's the means by God that God has given us for us to engage meaningfully with him. So those points. Um, Jesus prayed so we pray. That's what he taught us to do. It moves us to God's agenda. It transforms us. And it just is this mysterious ordained way that what he has given us uh, to engage and communicate with him. Right, the second kind of big question uh, that people have when it comes to prayer is this one. Why has God not answered my prayer? Why has he not answered my prayer? And uh, if we're honest, this is something that we've all at some point in our life struggled with. And if you haven't struggled with this, there's potentially two reasons. One, you're a liar or two, uh, you don't pray. Because we have and are as believers going to experience unanswered prayers. Maybe just to uh, pause here. We understand that this question can be potentially incredibly painful. Because for many of us, there have been big things, powerful, painful things that we have brought before the Lord. And he hasn't answered in the way that we were hoping or trusting that God uh, would do. Maybe this is a reason why there are people in your family or friends uh, that don't believe in the Lord because they trusted God for something and he didn't come through. So we recognise that around this question, there does need to be some incredible sensitivity, and that if you have a friend or there's somebody who is going, you know, I don't believe in God because He doesn't answer my prayer. Some of the things that we're going to answer or bring up uh, in this uh, in this part of the, the answering of this question, it might not be why God isn't answering your prayer. This might kind of give a window into it. And these are some maybe some of the scriptural reasons why it's possible that God isn't answering your prayers. But we have to, as believers, live with this tension that even though God loves us, even though we're faithful in serving him, there are some prayers that God just does not answer in some people's lives. And the only way we'll find out is when we get to eternity. And and we'll see the reason why God doesn't or didn't answer these prayers. And so, and the first reason, uh, a p- potential reason why God isn't answering your prayer, is because possibly you are not right with God. And uh, Psalm sixty-six, uh, verse eighteen, it's going to come up on the screen. It says this: Getting there. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. If I cherish sin in my heart, the Lord would not have, listened. this doesn't mean that uh, we can't come to the Lord because we sinful and broken people. There's a difference between uh, coming to the Lord like the tax collector, just God, I know I'm sinful, or going, uh, you know, just knowing uh, that there's sin in your life and enjoying that uh, God hates sin. But he also is a God of grace. But uh, with cherished sin in our heart, God doesn't answer prayer. So one of the reasons that God might not be answering your prayer is because you are not right with him. I experienced this in my own life. Uh, I was uh, a year out of high school. I was doing a ministry internship program, much like what we have here at Riverside. And I had a mentorship couple in the church. And I became aware that uh, things in my devotional life were not the same. Uh, some of you might know it. It's just like kind of like uh, as Christians, we love weird language. Like I was in a desert season of my life, where just like God was silent, and I wasn't experiencing kind of the same things in my prayer and my reading of scripture and and journaling, and I was getting a little bit concerned about this. And so I went to this couple who uh, were uh, their role was just to speak into my life. I already trusted them with a lot of stuff, and I just shared this with them, and I said, "Look." Uh, For some reason, God is silent in my life at the moment, and I can't understand why God is not speaking to me when I'm praying. Uh, There's some prayers. He's just not answering anything. Do you know why God is doing this? Uh, As, you know, just a young guy would do. And they uh, put it back to me, and they went, "Uh, Craig, what's changed in your life? because if God was speaking to you in a very clear way and you were feeling that you were hearing from him and he was revealing stuff to you in scripture, what has potentially changed in your life that he has stopped? And of course, you know, I just said nonsense. It's impossible that it's me. Uh, It's uh, all God. And I was quite angry with them and and actually uh, resented them for a season just because, you know, arrogance and, Uh, strong-headedness and some of those things that uh, define our younger years, until uh, one day I decided to listen and kind of went back in my journal and picked up a pattern of sin that had crept into my life that had then become habitual sin. It was only after a, a period of real repentance that I started to feel the Lord speaking to me again. And there's maybe the reason that God is not answering your prayers is because uh, sin is reigning in our hearts and that we love sin more than what we love obeying Jesus and his word. And if uh, there is unanswered prayer, potentially you need to go and seek the Lord and ask him to reveal if there is anything uh, that is not right between with you and him. The next thing or the next reason Potentially why God is not answering your prayer is because something in you needs to change. Love this verse coming out of James 4, uh, verse three. It says, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Even if you're asking God for the right thing, if our motives are wrong, God is not going to answer that prayer. Might be the right thing, might be a good thing, But if our hearts are wrong and our motives are impure, the Lord will not uh, answer that prayer or give us what we need. You know, God is so concerned with our Christ-likeness. He's gonna wait for our motives to change. That's maybe a negative thing, uh, a bit more positive, something in this that, that I experienced in my life in a very, very powerful way. Maybe about 10 years ago now, uh, I found out I was having incredible health problems and it was all dietary related and I ended up kind of being diagnosed with a, a weird uh, fruit intolerance that my body just kind of stopped uh, having the ability to digest and, and break down fruit and I was very, very sick. Uh, so sick in fact and, and, and had so little energy Um, that when it came to preaching, I actually had to sit in a chair because I didn't have the energy uh, to stand for periods of time to preach. And I was involved with a a couple of like different, uh, we we call them fraternals as pastors where we hang out with pastors of other churches. And um, a couple of my friends were very charismatic and believed that uh, God had done this because he wanted to like show his power in my life and he wanted to physically heal me And so uh, I was going to these guys for a lot of prayer and and a lot of prayer for healing and trusting. And uh, there were a few very comical moments where they would pray and then bring out some fruits and go, now, you know, in faith, you need to like claim this healing and eat fruit to show God that you really believe. And of course, none of that was working and kind of were tuning me out because I didn't have faith. And it was quite a hard season of my life, really praying because Again, like it was hard for ministry because I couldn't even stand and preach. I had to sit and it was a really difficult time uh, just in, in my ministry space and questioning, God, but I, I need this. I, I need to be physically healed. And after a long season of this, I'm talking like three, four months of not being able to stand and preach, started to see lives being changed. And I was thinking like, I'm going to lose my job. Because my preaching is so bad and my ministry is so ineffective. But seeing people experiencing massive breakthrough, like I don't even know how I got through even a 20 minute sermon thinking that was the most awful thing I've ever done in my life. But people broken before the Lord and realizing that God was doing something far greater in me than my physical healing. That despite my weakness, he was using me for his kingdom and for his glory. And I um, phoned up my friends who were you know, telling me I didn't have faith and all of this kind of stuff. I said to them, "I'm not coming to you for healing prayer anymore." I've stopped asking the Lord to heal me, because He's doing something in me that's far greater than my healing. He's using me despite my weakness. And I've realized that when I'm at my weakest, he's at his strongest. And if it means that I am sick like this for the rest of my life, but people encounter God through me, I'm gonna stay sick. Because his power in other people's lives and that transform of seeing people encounter the Lord in that way uh, is more important to me than my physical healing. So my prayer is God use me, not heal me. And sometimes God doesn't answer our prayer because he wants to actually bring about change in our lives. It was such an eye-opening and growth moment for me to realize there was something more important than my physical healing. And sometimes something in us needs to change, which is why God isn't answering the prayer like we want him to answer it. Another reason that potentially God doesn't answer our prayers is because our prayers do not align with the will of God. Look what it says here in 1 John 5 verse 14. It says, this is the confidence uh, that we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Very simply, one of the reasons maybe why God isn't answering uh, your prayers is because we're not praying in line with his will. And maybe if you're wanting to experience God answering prayers, maybe we need to shift our praying into uh, and more in line with what we know is in line with God's will. Things like the kingdom being established. Things like people coming to know and experience the fullness of God in their lives. Things that we know revealed in scripture what God's will is and praying that. By the way, if you missed last week, I really encourage you to go onto our podcast and listen to the sermon on how to pray scripture because God, and we'll get to that again a little bit later, but God has revealed so much of himself in scripture. We know what his will is and so that we can pray in line with the will of God. Jesus modeled this. The night before his crucifixion, he understands full well what's gonna to happen to him the next day. He spends the whole night in prayer resting with the Father, but what does he pray? Your will be done, not mine. Again, one of the reasons God might not be answering your prayers is because they do not line up with the will of God. I love this quote um, by J.D. Greer. He says, prayers that start in heaven are heard in heaven. That we know and can have full confidence that if we are praying in line with God's will, he will hear us. So something that we need to be adding to our praying is God, your will be done. Not mine, yours. I want your will be done in my life. Then uh, another reason why God might not be answering your prayer is because he wants to build perseverance in you. This is something that God is concerned about. Christ's likeness being transformed into his image and likeness and building perseverance in us. Can a newborn baby run um, a race? The answer is no. But what happens when you see a baby take its first few steps in this world where it kind of like moves from crawling, it's up on its uh, wobbly two legs. I mean, you've all seen it. It takes a, a couple of steps and you know, kind of a whole world stops as everyone's watching this baby take a few steps. What happens when that baby drops down to its knees again? Right, we say, come on, what is that? Failure? No, there's all this encouragement in the world and just love and joy for this baby's first few steps. And then there's encouragement. Come on, just take a step more and take a step more. And now that baby's five five years old and is running around like a crazy thing and eventually, if it continues on, can run the comrades. But where does it start? And something that God is concerned about, and think of it like prayer is a muscle, so often through Scripture we hear about the value of trials and what it uh, produces in us. Uh, trials are not a bad thing. Uh, uh, hardships in our life is not a bad thing. In fact, it produces good stuff in us. Hardships produce faith, and without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. And so, with God not answering prayers, this is again something that we're experiencing as a family. We're going through, uh, you, you know, a couple of challenges at the moment. God's not answering the prayers like we are wanting Him to. But what we are experiencing week after week is how much change is happening in us and how our faith is growing and how our perseverance is growing. And man, we're so grateful to the Lord because, you know, instead of us getting angry because a prayer is not being answered, you know, if you have to maybe look in and see exactly how much God is growing and changing you, and man, that is just so much more worth it. I mean, it's so much better than just, you know, at the a push of a button, uh, what we need uh, from the Lord happens. Man, it's uh, that's not what we're wanting. We know that perseverance is good for us. It really does produce some incredible stuff in our lives. And may maybe just a, a few other closing thoughts on on this question on on why God doesn't answer prayer is because, uh, kind of, God works in in the natural. Uh, world, what I mean by that is if you need money and your prayer is God, I have a financial shortfall i 'm in desperate need of some money that money doesn 't just miraculously appear in your bank account. SARS is going to probe that, so what happens is, if you have a financial need and God is going to provide that, someone is going to be moved by the Lord to take money from their accounts into your accounts. Because there's processes, right? And God works within that. You know, even if you're praying something in um, the, the will of God, like something that is on God's heart, maybe as bold, um, I listened to a sermon by J.D. Greer, and it's like, if you're praying for Afghanistan to be saved, like just praying like every single person in the country of Afghanistan to be saved, that's a big, bold prayer that's in the will of God. I mean, God's going to use uh, the process is that he's established for that. He's going to mobilize the church uh, for those people to be saved. Somebody is going to have to go and share the gospel and, and actually tell them about Jesus for them to hear and believe. And God works within those processes. And the reality is, um, you know, miracles are, are rare. Of course, we trust God and we pray and we have faith. Maybe some of the prayers, the reason they aren't being, being answered is because the process takes long. I mean for God to raise up enough missionaries to see Afghanistan saved that 's a, a prayer that will be answered, just takes time. You know maybe that 's maybe one of the reasons because there 's a process involved uh, within the natural order of things. All right, last one, last question for tonight uh, is and this one is also a very, very common one. How do I hear god 's voice as i 'm praying. Uh, How do I know this is God speaking? And something that's so exciting for us is as you look through the book of uh, Acts, we hear uh, as many as 36 occasions, uh, it talks about how the Holy Spirit spoke. They heard God speaking. Uh, Something that maybe you didn't realize is that's over about a 30-year period uh, across the church at that time. But Jesus says, the sheep, or Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. We hear people and see people having very clear revelations from the Lord that he spoke with clarity. And the confidence that you can take, uh, at least with this, is God does speak. And we can know that the Lord is speaking to us. Personally, I only have uh, audibly heard God speaking to me once in my life. And uh, for me, it's uh, God has revealed and spoken, but not kind of through uh, uh, audible stuff, but mainly through uh, his word. Maybe you've experienced uh, some very sketchy or dodgy things under the auspices of God said. And so the moment uh, a Christian says to you, you you know what God said, and you're almost like ready, kind of like the God comes up and you think, here's a loony person because of how many crazy things have happened and, uh, you know, When the sentence starts with, you know, God said, or I heard the Lord say to me. But we can't let that rob us of hearing with clarity the Lord speaking to us as a church and to us as individuals. And so even if you have experienced very negative things, I want to encourage you to maybe hear some of these things and then practice and really push into hearing what the Lord is saying to you. And so then, how can we? Uh, know and discern God's voice uh, and some of these things might overlap but this is quite important is we start with Jesus. Love this uh, start of Hebrews chapter one. It says, In the past God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets and at many times and in various ways. But in these last days he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. God speaks to us through Jesus. Jesus said, if you've seen the Son, you've seen the Father. You want to know God's heart? Just read everything about Jesus. In fact, so much of God has been revealed fully in Jesus. And that's quite important for us to know that uh, you can hear God by encountering Jesus. By just spending time and knowing him, Paul, throughout all his letters in the New Testament, wrote so many of them, uh, and almost all of them, he spoke about the importance of uh, head knowledge of knowing God and heart knowledge of knowing uh, Jesus because we hear when we're encountering Jesus. So, so important to understand that reading uh, the works of Jesus, reading the words of Jesus, the Father's revealed, and, he, and, and those who still speak to us today, we get to know the heart and the character of God by just looking at the life of Jesus. Uh, so, so important. Um, I know this was mentioned last week, but it's important to click on this again. Uh, people often ask, how do I discern God's will for my life? And what people are asking is maybe like his specific will. Do I become a social worker or do I go into law? Uh, Do I date this person or not? Do I move from Cape Town uh, or move to Cape Town or move to Durban or, or whatever? And we're so concerned with what people call the specific will of God without realizing how much of God, what we call God's general will and moral will has already been revealed to us in Scripture. Uh, so much of what we need to live out our faith, God has made plain to us in his word and in Jesus. And I think we're never going to really hear God's specific will if we ignore his general and moral will. If we can't be obedient in his general and moral will, he's not going to find us faithful enough to maybe reveal uh, more specifically. And just in people who have heard very clear guidance from the Lord in very specific ways often comes on the back of years of obedience to his moral and general will. Then uh, how you can hear God's voice, we've already mentioned it, God's word. You can test. Like, okay, I think I've heard from the Lord. Uh, A way to discern that is go back to his word. The the scripture is is God-breathed. We've uh, 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is God-breathed. The Holy Spirit is not gonna speak to you in any way that's gonna contradict what he has already inspired people to write in the fully revealed word of God. So if you want to test, has God revealed something to me? Is this God speaking to me? If it doesn't match up with what is in scripture, I would say no. And God has revealed, um, Steve quoted this this morning, there's this guy who kind of said this phrase, if you want to hear God's voice, read scripture out aloud. Because scripture is God's revealed will and word to us, and we get to know his will, and we get to know what he's about by reading his word. And so we use his word to test, and to to kind of uh, help filter, is this something that God is saying to me. And, and Jesus, again, I, I know uh, we encounter God or we hear God by encountering Jesus, but again, a way to know and to test um, if something is from God is does it match up with the values and the character of Jesus? Because again, if you've seen the Son, you've seen the Father. And so does it match up with um, the values and the character of Jesus? And then the way that we can know that we're hearing God's voice is to weigh it. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. It's going to come up on the screen. Do not quench the spirit. Uh, do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them and hold on to what is good. We're encouraged to really kind of um, weigh up and test if we feel that the Lord is speaking to us. And the best way to do this is in community. Uh, never kind of go on your own mission uh, that uh, if you feel the Lord saying something to you. Um, I love this, uh, this pastor in the States, Mark Driscoll. He coined this phrase. Uh, he encourages people to have what he calls like a bull ring. And the idea of uh, there's like this council of people that uh, you can go to that aren't going to be shy in how they speak into your life about a certain situation. That are that are so trusted and love you so much that if you bring something to them, they're not going to go, oh yeah, you know, because they don't want to offend you or hurt you or anything like that. Those aren't great people to have in your life. People, we need to have people that are going to go, you know, I don't think this is right for you, or going to really help you weigh up what's being said. To have a strong community around you to to help you test and navigate, uh, because. Um, you know, Steve mentioned this this morning, I've had similar uh, situations of people that I know where they felt the Lord saying uh, to them, uh, divorce your husband. But they weren't in community, they didn't weigh it, they didn't test it against Scripture, they didn't understand uh, and, and weigh it up, and they did that. And of course, that's not in the heart of God, and they were outside God's will. it was a very disastrous situation. And then the last thing to know how we're hearing God's voice is fruit. And Scripture talks about fruit that comes from hearing and abiding. So a couple of statements. Uh, they're not going to come up on the screen, but I'll give you the references for you to write down uh, for you to go in in the week. And here's a statement. So, And of course, if God has spoken, does it cause people to see Jesus as Lord? Then this, what has been said is of the Holy Spirit. And the reference for that is 1 Corinthians 12 verse 3. 1 Corinthians 12, verse three. Does it encourage, strengthen, and comfort the church? Then it's from the Holy Spirit. And the reference there is 1 Corinthians uh, 14, verse three. Does it? What you feel the Lord is saying. So, you know, we are so trusting that more and more people are going to be hearing from the Lord for us as a church. and Just to remind you that if you feel that the Lord has laid something for you or on your hearts and uh, you believe that it is for uh, the church, that we have a mark up front and you can come to us as elders and we'll weigh up and discern what the Lord is doing in the moment. But one of the things that we know that if it is a word of prophecy, it is only ever to encourage and, and, and strengthen uh, the body. That is how you know it's from the Holy Spirit. Does it cause unbelievers to worship God? Then it's of the Holy Spirit. And again, that's 1 Corinthians 14, uh, verse 24 and 25. And so, again, just to run through that quickly again, how do we know um, I'm hearing God's voice? Again, Does it match up with Jesus? Uh, Does it match up with God's word? Uh, Have you weighed it uh, with other people that you trust? And is there fruit uh, from that? And does it line up with what the Bible talks about? Fruit. And so those are the answers uh, quite quickly for those three questions. Again, I might not have answered your specific prayer question, but I will be here and uh, would love to answer that we're excited about the next series that we're doing and we're trusting that you guys are going to uh, continue growing and thriving in abiding and experiencing the Lord. But I'm going to pray for us as we enter tonight, Father God, we're so excited at just what you're doing in and through us as a church. My prayer is, is what has been uh, throughout this whole season is we are going to experience greater fruits in our lives from abiding in you. Jesus, we trust that as we spend time in your word, that we would experience the fruit that comes from being in your presence. God, I wanna pray for people who have been struggling with unanswered prayers. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would comfort them even in the unanswering of that prayer. That Holy Spirit, you would reveal to them what you're doing in their life. Because, God, we know that you never leave us and you never forsake us. And where there is a feeling of being forsaken because of the unanswered prayer, I pray that you would replace that with a knowledge of intimacy and love and that you are working. And, God, that you would increase uh, the clarity at which you speak to us as individuals and as a church. We commit ourselves into you in your holy name. Amen.